When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome in the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out fivereasonsports.com. We've got more free sports content than anybody else in town, which is why our numbers are surging because everybody wants content these days. We know a lot of you are stuck at home and you've sort of moved from the podcast to the website. So we're going to be providing more content for you there. Also check out the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel with new episodes of 305 Live posting up there at about 8 o'clock just about every weeknight. That's when some of the contributors to the network get together and basically, you know, just talk bleep uh, about various things in sports. We've got some new shows that are coming. Also, we've got some new sponsors and we are really, really appreciative to our new sponsors. We put out a call last week indicating that we were going to kind of be changing our rate schedule a little bit to help some businesses, but also help ourselves during this hiatus. And we had a huge response. And so you're going to be hearing about a lot of our new sponsors. And here's the thing. They're from South Florida. And most of them, in fact, pretty much all of them, are big South Florida sports fans. So we're going to be bringing them on the pod. We're going to be introducing their businesses. We want you to support them like you are supporting us. And one of those is Lewis Peters. Who does Lewis Peters work for? He works for State Farm, which, of course, is the agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States. More than 60 years of combined experience in the insurance industry. We've got local agents that understand South Florida's unique market. You can find his work over at his help over at lewispeters.com. That's L-U-I-S-Peters.com. 24-7 walk-in, call-in, click-in, personalized service tailored to each customer. There's no cookie-cutter solutions. I know people have a lot of questions about a lot of things in their lives right now, and a lot of it relates to insurance. So reach out to our friend, Mr. Peters. Again, it's lewispeters.com. His office is on 7750 Southwest 117th Avenue, Suite 207 in Miami. Of course, all of our all of our sponsors are in the South Florida area. And his phone number is 305-275-5585. And follow him on Twitter at SF Agent Peters. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back. We've got the whole crew. We've got Alex Toledo at Tropical Blanket. We've got ALF954, Alphonse Sydney. And this is part three of what's going to end up being a five-episode series. We did not intend for this, um, but also there's a lot of things that weren't intended to be happening here in April, like the, for the fact that we're going to be quarantined for the next month, and there certainly isn't going to be any NBA, NBA, any NBA basketball until, I, I think, June at the earliest. But here's what we're doing today. The three of us have looked over the 30-man teams. Now, this is how this started. Myself and Greg Sylvander, you know him as Lefty Leif, we put together a team of the 30 most impactful players in Heat history. The guideline, what they did here. Okay, so yes, Ray Allen and Gary Payton made the cut, but we're not thinking of Ray Allen in Seattle or Milwaukee or, or Gary Payton in Seattle or Milwaukee or either of them in Boston. We're thinking of them, what they did right here in Miami. And so we basically went through and chose 30 players. And then our last episode, the three of us discussed it. We have since done a draft order. Now, this is a snake draft. Alex is the youngest. It's like, you know, you guys familiar? Neither of you is Jewish. You familiar with Passover? Oh, hold up? on. I went to Catholic school for nine years. Plenty of religion classes. I learned about Passover every year. 
Okay, so you know what they do in Passover? It's the only thing my daughter really knows about it. They have what's called the matzah, right? So they see unleavened bread, like, and you know, it's the matzah. Yeah. Like I have matzah here. Like this is great quarantine food. Like even if it was not Passover time, because like it never goes bad. But basically, the way Passover works, you have this matzah, and one of the things there's more religious things that go with the holiday. But one of the things that you do for the youngest child, it's called you turn one of the pieces of matzah into what's called the afikomen, and you hide it somewhere in your house or your apartment or whatever. And then essentially, if they find it, which of course they're going to find it, you say hot, cold, hot, cold, you're getting warm or whatever. Once they find it, you give them 10 bucks. I mean, that's pretty much, I, I used wow. to make 10 bucks. Right. It's always for the youngest. So you got the Afi Komen in this particular case, and you got to choose your draft position and you chose. I chose what? second, but I ended up maybe screwing myself over because you, you showed us what the draft order would be. And I'm the only one who doesn't ever choose twice in a row. I chose second, thinking that I, you know, it would have it would take me away from that hard decision that you're gonna have to make as the guy with the number one pick. But now, mm -hmm. you know, never gonna draft twice in a row, so who knows? Right. So you're gonna draft basically because we're just gonna do the starters today, the five starters. So you're gonna draft second, fifth, eighth, eleventh, and fourteenth. You're you're right. You chose second. You chose so, second because you're a coward. Is why you chose second. Right. You don't want to yes, make a decision. Sir. Right. And you don't want to piss off Heat fans because you know the decision that I'm going to be forced to make here. And, and you you don't want their wrath. Essentially. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Either well. way, I know I know who I want to choose regardless, but I would feel better with the second because it's like, you know, I, uh, it's like the best yeah. of both worlds. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it's the best of both worlds. All right. And uh, and Alf, you picked. You get you got to go second because you are the second oldest here because I'm grizzled. Uh, you chose. I chose to go third. Why? Because I want that third, fourth. Uh, because I want the uh, most dominant backcourt in the history of the NBA. Where did Galaxy front, bring you, yourself you might, into just a not as good team as me or Ethan? Well, you mean front court, not backcourt. You want the most dominant I mean front, front court. Court, My bad. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not getting the most dominant backcourt. So you will choose third and then fourth, but then you won't choose again until I guess it would be ninth, right, and then tenth. Uh, so that would be those would be your first four picks, which left me with the number one pick, uh, which means I pick first, sixth, seventh. Uh, my math is bad right now, but uh, whatever. It, for the, uh, then I go to the back end of that next round. I guess that would be what twelfth and then thirteenth. So th those will be my picks today. So we're each going to pick five. Again, this is based on what the players did here, but also this is going to be about fit. Okay, just throwing the best players together is not enough. Because we are going to be bringing on George Sedano, our old friend, to basically tell us we all suck. Okay, he's going to come on sometime later in the week to judge our teams, um, and I, I might send it out to a celebrity judge beyond George as well. But he's going to judge our teams. He's going to come on the podcast and tell us which teams will win. Now, Alf, the only other thing that you wanted to specify here is, and I've I've sort of <laughs> sort of agreed with you on this. We're going to trend more towards today's era than the 90s era, right? Like, I, I don't want to go totally that way, but I, because I don't think it's fair to guys, some guys that played back then, or even, you know, in the 80s, some of the guys on this team, the late 80s. Uh, but that's the direction we're going, right? Yeah, I just think it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, because when you, when you talk about the cross-section of the people that listen to this podcast, everyone, just, everyone that listens to this podcast right now is a current NBA fan. Mm -hmm. We all judge the current NBA game. We analyze the current NBA game. Like, do you, do you say, hey, Alex, you need to analyze this based on 1991 basketball. Alex, were you even born in 1991? We've established he wasn't. Oh, my God, you weren't born in 1991? Oh, he Wait, was like 30. Yeah, that would be. So, sure. okay, so we can't, we can't establish That would make it. him 29. He's not 29. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't even think of I, I, it. It boggles my mind how old you can be and born in 1991. But so what I'm saying is you can't have Alex um, grade players on 90s basketball. Um, you can't have me grade players on 80s basketball. Mm -hmm. So you, we have to go off of what the three of us analyze on a day-to-day -day basis. On a day-to-day -day basis, we analyze 2019-2020 basketball. So I say we just go off of that. But we also have to say, you also have to, and this is one of the things I think people don't do when they talk about the nuanced discussion between old school NBA players and new school NBA players. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine Alonzo Mourning conditioning his body to 2019, 2020 basketball. Right. If he didn't bulk up and get as strong as he possibly could be to bang with Patrick Ewing and Shaq, 
could he have been more mobile like a Bam Adebayo and move laterally like he could, right? Did Alonzo Morning have that skill set? Because I believe he did. But it being an undersized center at six foot ten, Alonzo would everyone tells you he was a beast in the weight room. Mm-hmm. I mean, so is Bam. But there's a there's a different skill set you develop. So we have to give the older guys credit for what they would have become. Like Glenn Rice didn't shoot the volume of threes that let's say right. a Duncan Robinson does. But in today's NBA, could you Glenn imagine Rice if he did? Exactly. <laughs> could Glenn you Rice imagine if he did all day long? So well, I think I, a- Tim, Hart, Tim Hardaway too. If you look back at it, yes. he shot getting his own shot all the time. He shot thirty six percent from three on five attempts per game. I mean, I'm not saying he would have been Steph in this era. He would have been Kemba on steroids. He, right, exactly. Right. right, exactly. So I, I, I think, no, I think you make a good point. I think we can trend this time. I mean, I look at a guy like Jamal Mashburn. I'm going to go through the list here before the break, but I look at a guy like Jamal Mashburn. I say he is perfect for today's game. Like Jamal mm-hmm. was always kind of being plugged in as a three when some of his better ball came at, you know, but it didn't happen often at the four, but he would be a four these days. Like there's no question. Like they would get him to bulk up a little bit to rebound, but Jamal's sort of his, I mean, I can still see uh, Jamal was very skilled offensively. And I, I, you know, I can see him playing off a center uh, and being really effective at, I mean, the only thing with him was PJ Brown was the, you know, was the four next to Zoe. So I'm with you. Let's go through the list. These are the 30. Now, 29 of these Leif and I picked. The 30th, we threw up to a vote. And, of course, with our viewership, I should have handicapped it, or listenership, because naturally the newest guy won. Um, but one other thing we're going to do when we get – we're going to do these five, and then we're going to do a, an episode of the five reserves. But then we're each going to get a wild card player that's not in the 30. So if you need a plug-and-play player, uh, somebody who can fill a need for you, you can basically go through anybody in Heat history. But here's the list. This is in no particular order. LeBron, Wade, Bosch, Shaq, Zoe, Hardaway, Dragic, Rice, Steve Smith, P.J. Brown, Jamal Mashburn, Eddie Jones, Dan Marley, Ronnie Cycli, Ray Allen, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Udonis Haslam, Grant Long, Mario Chalmers, Gary Payton, Hassan Whiteside, uh, Karan Butler, Josh Richardson, Antoine Walker, Brian Grant, Shane Battier, um, and then the, uh, and Chris Anderson, and then I'm sorry, there's one I may be missing here. If I did, I apologize. I have to go through the entire rest of this. Oh, I'm sorry. We did, we did work it out. The last couple here. No, Shane uh, Battier was the one. I mentioned no, no, he, I no meant, Josh no, Richardson was. I, I got Josh Richardson was the 30th. So the last 10 the were, and again, no order, but the last 10 were based on what Leif and I did. Gary Payton, Hassan Whiteside, Karan Butler, Lamar Odom, Josh Richardson, Jason Williams, Antoine Walker, Brian Grant, Shane Batty, and Chris Anderson. One of the things I noticed when I started to break this down on Twitter a little bit is that it is pretty evenly split between positions, but there is a dearth of players at some. For instance, we only picked five traditional point guards. Uh, Dragic, Hardaway, Peyton, Jay Will, and Rio. Okay. So there's only five traditional. That doesn't mean that Wade or LeBron or Lamar Odom or Steve Smith can't handle. There are other options, but we just pick five traditional point guards. There are a lot of bigs. Okay. This is the only thing where I think Alf trending it towards the modern day makes it a little more challenging because if you look at the bigs, Bosch, Shaq, Zoe, PJ, um, Ronnie, Cycli, Bam Adebayo, Udonis Haslam, Grant Long, Hassan Whiteside, Chris Anderson, Brian Grant, and I don't know what we call Antoine Walker. He kind of played four three, so maybe I'll put him. More PJ in would be a five. Would, would PJ, PJ would be, be a five, five today? today? Yeah, yeah, probably. He'd be a five so would Grant Long probably right? Uh, no, I Grant Long might be schemed out of today's game. He'd be I, like a backup well, five, like a Jeremy Grant type, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he he was a pretty good. I mean, he would develop his jumper more. Again, this is a question where we have to kind of project, right? He would develop his jumper more. I mean, in the same way that UD had to, right? I mean, I, there's a lot of similarities between the two of them. Those are the guys. Um, when you talk about when you talk about Grant Long, you you compare him to Udonis Haslam to me. Those yeah, are, I think I think they're, they're in the, the same. And, and Brian Grant to some degree, although Brian was more skilled. Um, particularly yeah. Before, particularly before the injuries, Brian was more we'll skilled. Put the Not, ball on the floor a little bit more. And we got to, look. We've got a couple. We got some shot blockers. You've got Hassan. You've got Chris Anderson. Uh, you got Cycli. You know, obviously Cycli was a premium rebounder, so we have some rebounders with him and Hassan. We've got shooting. We maybe don't have as much shooting as I thought we would. Um, we didn't take. 
some of the guys we could have. Because um, you left we, Jason Capono off. Well, we left Duncan Robinson off. We left uh, – Mike Miller didn't really contribute enough when here. James Jones didn't really play enough. So Wayne Ellington didn't really make the cut. But this is why I'm saying that 11th guy can be anybody. But, we, you know, you do have – look, Hardaway was a plus shooter. Uh, Rice, obviously, is an elite shooter. You still have Ray. Eddie was a good shooter. Uh, Josh Richardson is a good shooter. Jason Williams was a pretty okay shooter. Uh, Shane was a good shooter. So you have some shooting, but we're not loaded with shooting. So, I mean, I think that's going to be at a premium. Uh, obviously, Goran's a good shooter. So I think that's going to be at a premium. I, I think Biggs, you know, obviously we've got the, the three elites. Uh, and then beyond that is, is going to be more interesting. All right, so after the break, we are going to begin to draft this thing 1 through 15. All right, guys, before we get back to the show, I want to welcome everybody to our newest sponsor, Apollo Leaf. Okay, Apollo Leaf provides top of the line premium CBD extracted and then formulated for maximum benefit. Apollo Leaf offers unique products like their sleep sprays and energy sprays which are especially useful for this current turbulent time, right? People ask me all the time, Alf, why CBD? Well, CBD benefits include anxiety reduction, increased focus, sleep assistance, pain relief, and more. Apollo Leaf is based out of Miami, so they're local, and they only source ingredients from top farms in the USA. Apollo Leaf uses broad-spectrum CBD that includes all the benefits of the cannabis plant, but removes all the THC. So go now to www.apolloleaf.com and use code HEAT at checkout for 25% off your first order. That's right, guys. The code HEAT, H-E-A-T, your favorite basketball team, and that's 25% off at Apollo ApolloLeaf.com, A-P-O-L-L-O, Leaf.com. Now back to the episode. All right, welcome back to the first ever Five on the Floor draft. We're going to draft our first Five on the Floor today. 30 seconds, okay? We each get 30 seconds to draft. And again, we're putting together rosters that have the best possible fits. That's the biggest thing here. Uh, and obviously, then we're, you know, so we have to impress Sedano. I'm not sure why Sedano should need to be impressed, but we're going to try to impress Sedano, pick the best. I have a little stopwatch in front of me. I'm going to use it even when I'm talking. As soon as I say go, I have the number one pick. All right, I debated about this. There was a tweet that went out yesterday which outlined Dwayne Wade's kind of 15-game stretch in the 08-09 season, and I know we had this debate before on the previous podcast about whether or not Dwayne should be the guy because his peak may have been higher than LeBron's peak. I think I can build a better roster around LeBron. So I am choosing LeBron James. Wow. Thoughts? I mean, what a choice by you, Ethan. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm going to piss off some of the fan base, but the argument I'm making here, again, is if I'm looking at a, building a roster around Dwayne or building a roster around LeBron with the players that we have, I just think it's easier with LeBron as the primary facilitator, if that's the direction I need to go to without a lot of point guards available, than it would be with Dwayne as the primary facilitator. See, that really is how I made the decision. You're, you're the journalist, so you can do that. <laughs> Alex and myself as the Heat fans, we cannot make that decision. Or we could, but we'd be vilified. You're the, you're, you're the, um, the, uh, the, the journalist. The, you know, you're, you're above the fray. Alex and I, we're Heat Twitter through and through, we have to pick Dwayne. So I don't, I don't forget where we're, you know, me not, not forgetting where we came from. <laughs> That's right. And I'm not forgetting where I came from, although it seems like a damn long time ago. I, look, yeah, I, and I'm not. I hope he doesn't listen to this. No, well, no, I hope he does listen to it because I've been asking his, him to come on the damn podcast for the last year and a half. And if he had, I would have picked him first, but he hasn't. I, I did get, <laughs> I, I, you know, he did come on my first ever radio show with Israel down here. He did do that on his way to an event, but I got LeBron to come on Bleacher Report Radio. So, look, they're, they're even – I just look at it like this. LeBron's, <laughs> LeBron's 12-13 season uh, was, was, in my view, as good a season as anybody's had in NBA history. So, and I was there for all of it. The Dwayne season, 08-09, I was not covering the team every day. I think if I, I – was, I was there a lot, but I wasn't there every day. I think if I had been with them home and road, I might have pushed it towards Dwayne, but I saw that LeBron thing up close, and it was ridiculous. So, I'm going with LeBron. All right. You've got 30 seconds, Alex. I know this. I know this is a tough call. Number two pick, go. Yeah, I've done a lot of thinking, and the answer is going to be the one that you should have made, and that <laughs> you will rightfully get called out for when the show is posted. Dwayne Wade, whose 08 or 09 season 
is I'm going to say it on par with what LeBron did in 12-13. And I'm a huge fan of what LeBron did that season. But Alf ultimately swayed me last show. I was kind of on the fence about it. I knew I was going to pick Wade regardless what pick I had. But uh, either way, I believe the same logic that you just used for building a team, even besides, you know, just going past their, their peak seasons, I think Wade gives you all the same stuff that LeBron gives you. Obviously, he's shorter, so it's not the same athleticism that, that LeBron had when he was younger. You know, it's a, he was more dynamic with his athleticism at that age. But at the same time, it's like Wade gives you all of that. He gives you the reads. He gives you the defense. He gives you just the crazy effort on every play, you know, as far as grading on the curve of superstars. And I think, like, this is the easy choice here. This is the best season we've seen. He's playing with some, let's just say, mid-tier players on that 47-win yeah. team. Whole lot of yeah. mid. Whole lot of mid. Whole lot of mid. <laughs> Whole lot of mid. Um, I don't wow. disagree with you about a lot of that. I, I, to me, like I said, in some ways, I was looking at the, at the 30-man here, and I'm, I see some pieces I can put around someone with LeBron's size that I think might make it easier uh, to compete overall based on where it was. Are you going to put him at point guard, Ethan? Is that what you're going to do? I'm looking at what the rosters look like. Let's get to number six, and I'll tell you. All right, Alf, you're up, okay? So the, 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 two, the two premium wings are off the board. Where are you going? Yep. I'm going to go with, the to me, the obvious choice, Chris Bosh. Um, because of everything that he can do, that he can play the five, play the four, he can shoot from three. So we're talking about that there may be a lack of shooting. I think t- in, if, in today's game, Chris Bosh would be shooting six to seven threes, maybe more a game uh, at a 38, 40% clip. Like he's that good. Uh, what he could provide for you defensively at his peak was second to none. Um, the way I would want to run my team playing defense, I'd want a guy like Chris Bosh blowing up pick and rolls. I don't really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be playing as much drop. Um, so I would want Chris Bosh there uh, because just, and just everything else he brings to a team. So to me, Third greatest player in Heat history uh, is Chris Bosh. I know some people disagree with that, um, but I don't think it's really – I don't think it's a hard choice at all. All right. So the third pick in the draft, Chris Bosh. And now you have the fourth pick in the draft. It's a couple of centers out there. And this is the one I think I'm going to catch the most flack for. I'm picking Alonzo Mourning. I knew it. <laughs> I'm picking Alonzo – first of all, Alonzo Mourning is one of my favorite players of all time. So is Shaq, though. And 2004, 2005, Shaq was insanely dominant, right? He was really, really good. But late 90s Alonzo Mourning used to go toe-to-toe with the best Shaq I've ever seen. So if you, compare, if you, if you look at it that way, Alonzo Mourning in his prime in a Miami Heat uniform, uh, I mean, he, I think he finished third in MVP voting, mm-hmm. tw- uh, two-time defensive player of the year. You put him back there behind Chris Bosh, and you have those two guys as your front court, uh, anchoring your defense. I think you're. I think it's insane. It's it's unstoppable. It's really really hard to beat. So to me, I know what people are gonna say. How can you choose Alonzo Mourning over Shaq? The, you're you're a casual, and you did not watch late '90s Alonzo Mourning drop 50 in a game. I mean, be completely dominant from a defensive perspective. Yeah, those teams scored like 82 points, but then they allowed 73. So mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, Alonzo Mourning's defense. I know you guys know me. I love defense over everything. So Chris Bosh next to Alonzo Mourning, that is a, a front court that I can I, I would bring into any battle. All right. So the the front court there, Chris Bosh, Alonzo Mourning. We move up to the fifth pick in the draft. Alex Toledo, obvious right. choice. No, no. I was about to say the opposite, actually, because I, I was trying to pick ahead of time whether Alf was going to go Zoe or Shaq there. And I kind of had a feeling he was going to go Zoe, but I was kind of planning as if he was going to go Shaq and just make the quote-unquote obvious choice. But now I'm left with a hard decision because there's some interesting players on here as far as just trying to build the team. And, and we're doing it off the peaks of their times with the Heat as well as their, their, their collective. But the peak is uh, prioritized, right? Yes, the peak is the peak is prioritized. So because of that, it swings me towards the obvious choice. I'm going to go with Shaq. 
And what was, well, I don't want you to say who your other choice was because I have the next okay. two picks. So it's not, it's not, it's not really fair uh, if to me, to, to you, if, if we do that. Uh, so putting, all right. So putting Shaq and Wade together, whoever thought of that yes. before, this is very biased towards my childhood this is right when i got into basketball and i'm like fuck it like let's not let me not overthink this let's just this guy you know was a was a damn mvp candidate that first year here he was you know he was very very good in the second year and then after that he just kind of fell off so i think those he should have been mvp that first year so. yeah he should have been he should have been. He, he should have been. And they had a certain dynamism together. I mean, you, look, their games fit. In fact, in some ways, their games fit better than Kobe's and Shaq's did at times, but or their personalities fit at least. I, my only thing with Shaq was he, he kind of turned Dwayne a little bit personality-wise for about two years, and then Dwayne turned back as soon as Shaq and, left. But, and I think but, Shaq, like, even at the time that he was here, even going past 0405, if you were to, like you guys were talking about earlier, put that in today's game, even mm-hmm. the older Shaq, would be a lot better than he was back then, just with all his spacing and how good of a passer he was. Uh, I think he would have been just an awesome center, even going later towards career where he kind of fell off at the end there. Well, the other thing is, too, in today's game, he wouldn't have had any of the bigs that he had to go up against then, right? He would have so, shooting bigs all over right. the place. He would, have yeah, had like, I mean, he would have dominated those guys. Of course, him getting out on the pick and rolls would have been a whole other story. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should, too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. But all right, so that's uh, that leaves me with now pick six and seven. We're gonna do pick six and then go to another sponsor. And man, um, all right, I've given this a lot of thought. Um, and I actually pulled this for people, and I'm looking for the best fit next to LeBron James. Now, to me, there's an obvious player who oh, in, heat, in Heat history should go next, should go next, and he may be my seventh pick. I need a little more time to think on that. But I'm going to pick Glenn Rice um, it, <laughs> as, as the sixth pick because I'm just thinking of Glenn Rice, LeBron, LeBron in transition as a freight train and Glenn Rice out on the wing. Now, we can talk about some of the shooters that he's played with, but he played with an old Ray Allen. He played with an old Kyle Korver. He played with, you know, a, you know, role guys like Mike Miller and, you know, and Shane Battier and James Jones, okay? And, you know, some of those guys he played with in Cleveland. I don't know that he played with a shooter like Glenn Rice, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're talking about in today's game, Glenn Rice will be getting 12 up, Okay. <laughs> Uh, and, and he'd probably be making five to six of those. And the other thing was there were other elements to Glenn's game. It wasn't just that. If you watched him in that Michigan Seton Hall game in 89 in the finals, uh, he, was, he could be dominant at times with other parts of his game. Not a great defender, but gives you size also. And, I, again, I just love the idea of him out on the wing. So the sixth pick for me is Glenn Rice. And now, before we get to the third round and my next pick, and this gives me some time, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. They are working right now, even during this shutdown. So one, call legal.com, spell it out, O-N-E, call legal.com. They've got someone there 24 hours a day. And like I said, everybody's working on remote, but they can handle just about any case that you have, whether it's immigration, slip and fall, personal injury. There's a lot more cases that are coming up for people these days. They have questions. You want to know what's going to happen with things in your life. Contact our friends over at the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, and please, they have been loyal to us. If you're loyal to us, they've been loyal to us through all of this stuff. We actually sometimes operate out of an office right there in North Miami, which is just before the Golden Blades. So again, it's onecalllegal.com, O-N-E, calllegal.com. All right, we are starting the third round now, and I have the first pick in the third round. And this, to me, is the hardest decision. All right, I've got Rice, and I've got LeBron. 
this is where the scarcity comes up. Okay. I know who I want to take here because I think he'd be a better version of Kyrie Irving. But I'm also looking at what is left on the board. I need a big. <laughs> I need a big. And I need an athletic big who is going to be able to switch everything <laughs> with LeBron, cover up for Glenn Rice a little yeah. bit defensively, and be an above-the-rim threat, vertical spacing, uh, and also is just sort of developing into his body who listens, who would be a great teammate to LeBron. Jimmy Butler is calling the best teammate he's ever had. I did consider Jimmy for this, by the way, too, but he's not a great fit. Defensively, yes, but uh, I'm going with Bam Adebayo. I, I just I, 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 I look at the rest of the board, and I'm saying, okay, my next big is Ronnie Cycli. I don't like that with LeBron. I don't like Hassan with LeBron. I don't really want to have to move P.J. Brown to the five. I don't think Brian Grant's a good fit with LeBron. To me, this is about fit, and I just think Bam and LeBron would be – I think LeBron would love Bam. Got to consider those locker room concerns too, guys. I mean, <laughs> Donato's going to pick that up also. <laughs> like, you take Hassan, there's going to be some pouting. Uh, I just think – I think Bam's – I don't know. I think his potential is limitless, but even where he is right now with his game this season – I just I love him with LeBron and I love his passing ability, you know, with LeBron's to get Glenn Rice open looks. Um, and so I'm going I don't love the matchup of him guarding Shaq. I'm gonna have to get a big body, but I I'm gonna go with Bam Adebayo. Thoughts? Very bold. Very bold. And no, your logic makes a lot of sense. And Honestly, like Bam was somebody that I was uh, even considering with the second pick just for the, that exact, like everything you said, he would be just a perfect fit. The second pick? No, my second fifth pick. Oh, I'm about to say, you're high. No. <laughs> on that Apollo Leaf. Apollo Leaf. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> regardless. Uh, no, that's a bold pick, though. Like, I was kind of expecting you to take Hardaway there. And I think even though I'm kind of mad at you for taking this pick, you might have, I think you might have overdunk yourself out of a. Uh, out of an, a, a, an even better pick in Hardaway, who would just be so good next to LeBron in today's so game. So who's your pick? Better Kyrie. Oh, yeah, so that's it. All right, so you're up. So that's seven. You're eight. You taking Timmy? <sighs> oh, my God. I don't know how to take anybody else but Timmy at this point, just because it would be pretty much – Damn. I'm not even going to say who the other guy is. But, uh, yeah, I need somebody there next to Wade who can also help him with the scoring and playmaking, take some of the load off of Wade. And he's a better fit than the other guy that I was thinking about choosing here because it was going to be up to, honestly, uh, Timmy and Bam, but you took Bam. But either way, man, I think my team right now is looking pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, see how, let's see how those pick and rolls look against uh, Braun and Bam guarding him. All right, so that's number eight. The number eighth pick is Tim Hardaway to Alex's team. Last pick of the third round. How you feeling now? How you feeling? I feel what good because you, you guys left me Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I mean, right now I got Jimmy Butler, Chris Bosh, and Alonzo Mourning. I'm not really that worried. <laughs> Listen, I would be more scared if you had Shaq there instead of Zoe. And I love Zoe, but I think that team would be like, oh, man. But I'm no, a little bit less afraid. But you're talking about, like we talked about in today's game, that pick and roll on the perimeter. Woo! <laughs> that's going to be rough. That's going to be rough sledding for Shaq. I'm just saying. Um, and I love Shaq, but we're talking about Shaq's time here. Shaq's time in Orlando? Oh, I, I can imagine him doing that all day long. But Shaq in a Miami Heat uniform, the way they run – I mean, the way teams run pick and roll right now, he was just very – to me, he was uh, a little but bit how too are you big. killing? how are you killing uh, other teams in the pick and roll if your pick and roll combination is basically Jimmy Bosch, so as, a, as opposed to me and Ethan's pick and rolls, which are, you know, either Dwayne and Shaq or Hardaway and Shaq, and then you got Ethan with LeBron and Bam. Oh, you're talking about offensively? Yeah, well, either way, I'm saying, like, I get what you're saying defensively, but are you going to re really be able to make him make the other teams pay offensively with the other guys that you got to go up against? You get what I'm saying? I mean, you got – you forget how good our offensive player uh, Alonzo Mourning was. Like, he wasn't I think just you're forgetting how good and how dominant Shaq was. <laughs> I'm not forgetting how good and how dominant Shaq peak. was. In Miami. At his peak of my – but I'm also – but I think you forget late 90s Alonzo Mourning. 
Listen, I can't forget it because I didn't see it. But exactly. So <laughs> late. All right, we're, late moving the, we're moving to the next oh, round. All right, that's he's eating the, up my clock, man. He's no, eating no, up my that's clock. that's it. No, well, you made your damn pick. All right, another of our great sponsors. Before we get to the fourth round, Doral Toyota, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary of below market prices on new and used vehicles. Five Reason Sports listeners just mentioned Five Reason Sports. You get a dedicated manager to work with. They've got over 1,500 new and used cars to choose from. It's easy to get to right off 826 and 836, a few blocks from International Mall. And they've got in-house financing available for credit challenges. Of course, we know you're stuck in the house. Why not look for a car? DoralToyota.com. Again, that's DoralToyota.com for more details. All right, let's get to the fourth round here. And Alf picks first. This is the 10th pick. Who are you this adding to your team? This is hard now. This is hard as hell at this point. Because we're talking about Jamal Mashburn. But I think I already had. I think I have size enough size already. I'm going to go with a guy who could play the one or the two, mm-hmm. um, because that's what I'm kind of missing here. I'm going with Steve Smith. It's an interesting pick. Um, Speaking I, a whole lot of mid. No. Oh not, wow, he, bro. No, no, he he look. <laughs> He was better. He was better when he left, in part because they had a little difficulty kind of figuring out his position. Because he came in, and they they wanted to make him a point guard, and you know to kind of play with Brian Shaw. So they they sort of had two combo guards with size playing together. Uh, but it's interesting. Look, he gives you first thing. He's a really smart player. He played really good defense, and uh, and and he just was skilled offensively. I, to me, the comparison with him was always like a slightly less skilled Penny Hardaway. Like, that's, that's the way I was. He just could do a lot of things pretty good, you know, or like a, a less, somewhat less skilled Grant Hill. Like, he was pretty good at just about everything. But not How are you going to call anything. Steve Smith on the Heat mid? He wasn't mid. No, he wasn't. We're trying to give him a nickname. No, we failed no, miserably as a no, fan base. No. Uh, grading on the curve of, of uh, greatest Heat players of all time, maybe. I mean, who you put? I mean, let's see what your pick is. All right, so let's do that. We're going to the next pick. This is the 11th pick. This is Alex's fourth pick, second pick of the fourth round. Alex picks. This one is tough, man, because, uh, like, I would love to pick Dragic, but I think it's a little bit early and doesn't make sense with my team here. Uh, I was honestly considering Steve Smith, but, again, it kind of wouldn't make – I wouldn't put him as a three next to Wade or or Hardaway either. So me picking Hardaway kind of – Got in the way a little bit, but at the same time, I think that I think I'm gonna have to go Mashburn here, man. I didn't want to do it. I, I was thinking about it. that. I he he. I had him queued up. Um, I think Mash is underrated, man. I just do. Everybody remembers one play. No, Everybody he was remember? great. He was great down here. <laughs> well, like I said, I don't remember the play. So Donna and I have had a 20 year argument over that damn play. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's 20 years. We've had an argument over that play. I think he made the right play. Anyway, I, I heard all the stories secondhand, but yeah, judging he did on- make the right play. But that wasn't it. That wasn't the uh, the day and age of, and it's still the same day and age where yeah. uh, it, it was it was so close to the Jor- the times of Jordan, where even when Jordan would make the right play, but we always remember Jordan his, Jordan's heroics, and right. as the best player on the best te- on the best player on the team. You're supposed to shoot the shot no matter what. He didn't have a great shot. Uh, who did he pass to? Was it Spoon? No, he passed to Spoon. And I, yeah, and, but, but, but Spoon, okay. Spoon, but Spoon okay. had a good look. That's the thing. Okay, Spoon, maybe it wasn't a good play. Yeah, but, but, but Spoon had a – but that's the thing, though. Spoon had a good look. Like He, he, he it did. Was, he had an he excellent did. look. The, the problem with the play was that it fit a narrative. There was, an, there was, a, there was a narrative – about Mash that he didn't want the moment, okay? And, and he had a lot of issues with Hardaway in particular, uh, some of which got out and some didn't, that he never really fit with Tim and, and Zoe because he wasn't, quote-unquote, hard enough, okay? And, and he had his interest in other things. And actually, he's been, like, as successful as any NBA player after basketball because he was preparing for all that stuff. He owns, like, 60 yeah. years of Dunkin' Donuts or Arby's or whatever. I don't know. It's, rid- rid- what he, it's ridiculous what he's doing. It, um, yeah, so, I mean, a really smart guy. I always enjoyed him. Everybody kind of made fun of me because they said I was sort of his chronicler. I always liked Mash, but I don't think he took losing as hard as the other two. And so, or as PJ, and so he kind of that shot kind of it fit, it fed a narrative. Um, all right, you know, your 30 the, seconds are up. Okay, well, they're up. All right, wow. No, no, <laughs> oh, it's my turn. It's my turn. All right, well, no, it's 30 seconds to make the damn pick. Okay, I know. Uh, I'm right. saying you went into your 30 uh, seconds. Uh, all right, so was, here, one thing right, before so you, you make your pick was Jamal Mashburn's nickname Monster Mash? Yes, it was. 
Okay, I'm seeing that on Basketball Reference. It, it, I it, to confirm. It, it, it was. We're providing education here. All right, this is the last pick of the uh, of the fourth round. This is my fourth pick and and the twelfth pick overall. And this one uh, gets really challenging here. Um, and and I you know I thought about Mash, uh, but there's another there's there's a couple of other versatile guys that I kind of had in sort of the same space. And I am going to go, and this is my bias again, creeping up a little bit, but I'm going to go with Eddie Jones. Um, I, I think that Eddie, again, like Mash, got cast as a guy who didn't want the moment, which I think in some cases was true, and kind of the defining moment for him was the 05 uh, conference finals where Dwayne gets hurt in game five. And so everybody, I remember those two days, everybody was like, can Eddie step up? Can Eddie step up? Can Eddie step up? And Eddie did not step up. They, I think they scored like 73 points. Okay. He was Josh Richardson. There, I've made that comparison a million times, but I will take um, Eddie Jones here over Josh Richardson here. So, so Right. So, so to me, if you're going to make that comparison, and the reason I like it, I just think if you have Rice, LeBron, and Eddie, you can kind of see what I'm building here a little bit. Uh, Eddie's a good shooter on the wing. Uh, He can create. He's a really good defender, which makes a really good defender and great in the passing lanes. And he gives you a little of what Jimmy gives you, but he's a better shooter than Jimmy. And he's not as tough as Jimmy, but he's a better shooter than Jimmy. So I I think it covers up some weaknesses here. And and so I I like the pick uh, of Eddie there. I did consider a couple of others, um, and I'm going to have some positions uh, to address for sure, but, but I think I can address them later on. All right, so I'm going to take this break, uh, not to tell you about another sponsor, but to tell you how, how to get involved with us as a sponsor. Just reach out to me, 5 Reasons Sports DM, uh, the 5 Reasons Sports DM account, or Skolnick at 5 com, and we will hook you up. Again, uh, we've got a lot of inventory to sell. We've got our podcast, Three Yards Per Carry, Five Rings Canes. They're going every Friday now. Light-skinned opinions, Cinco Rosonas. Whenever the Balls cast decides to publish again, I don't know when that's going to happen, but whenever it is, they do. Um, and also, we've got our website at fivereasonsports.com. We are getting about 100,000 views per month now, so that's increased quite a bit. So reach out to me on DM. And if you want to contribute to us, the best way to get involved with us is on our YouTube channel. We can tell you more about that. All right. Fifth round is starting. I pick first. And again, a lot of options here. Um, If a couple of guys were closer to their primes when they were here, I would pick them here. But they weren't. And so I'm going through the list at who was a contributor here and also who would fit next to LeBron and give him a break from some of the ball handling. And I'm going with the dragon. Um, I, I, I think that Goran gives me an option either as a sixth man or as a starter with LeBron, depending on how I fill out the rest of my roster. And I just think that from a personality standpoint, he would fit with LeBron. Uh, obviously not a great defender, but can create, can finish at the rim. Um, you know, is, is a plus, not an elite passer, but a plus passer. And I just, I just kind of want him on the team. I, 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 think, I think he would fit well on the team with the rest of the group. And he gives me another shooter, and shooting is at a premium here. So I'm going to go with Goran Dragic. Thoughts? I think that's a smart pick by you, honestly. Uh, I, I was hoping he'd fall to me, to be honest with you. So Yeah, Alf, is, uh, Alf that, that play creation of yours is getting, is getting <laughs> wonky there. I mean, Steve Smith, Jimmy Butler, they can, they can create. Yeah, I'm all right. True. Don't worry about me. I'll, I'll worry about your team. team. All right. I think there's well, some. Cho- I, I think there's some chocolate that's going to be in Alf's future. All right. Let's. Because uh, hmm. I'm looking at this list here. All right. So Alex, you're up. Number two pick of this round. Uh, 14th pick overall. Honestly, this one is a little bit tough, and I think you guys are going to be a little bit surprised because I'm looking. This one's tough, right? Because I got to fill it out also based on fit, and so right now I've got Hardaway, Wade. Mashburn and Shaq. So you would you would uh you would classify Mashburn more as a four in today's game? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So that makes it really tough. Off- offensively, for sure. I think that makes it really tough because who I want to go. So you don't think Mashburn could play three in today's game? I mean, he I could. Think, I think I he think, could. I think he could. I, I think from a, a quickness standpoint, it would be tough. I, he, he would be a tough cover, no doubt. So I should have said actually defensively. I think the three is more of an issue for him. I think I think he would be easier. easier. I'm trying to think of who his comp would be these days. I don't even know who it would be. 
At Harrison Barnes, <laughs> a better version of Harrison. Better, Barnes, ver- better version of Harrison. Yeah, more skilled. Um, more, but yeah. I'm gonna even this even despite that. That's that's made it harder. But you know what? I'm just gonna go who I want to go with, and I think I could play him either as a starter or somebody off the bench, somebody who could stagger. Yeah, I, I don't you know. Go, you do. You're going with Lo. Oh, you got it, man. Yeah. You got it. I'm going with I, Lamar Odom. I thought about him. I thought about him. I thought with him near with LeBron. Um, I mean, my God, was he so good in his one year on the Heat, right? Like, he put up some great production. He was part of a, a team that ended up surprising people. Again, I don't remember much of that season, but you just look at the sheer production and guy put up, you know, 17 and 10 with four assists. Like, he would be so good in today's yeah. game. He was so versatile, right? He, he averaged a steal as well and a block. And although his three-point percentage was not very high in the one season here, I think – you know, he'll probably be about league average playing in today's game and with the spaced out game. So I'm not really worried about that. I think worst case scenario, like I said, I could bring him off the bench or just stagger them heavily, but I'm going LO here. The other thing about that is he's used to playing with Shaq, uh, even, even though he didn't play with him here and, uh, and obviously has a great relationship with Dwayne. So I think, I think that's uh, you have a little bit of a volatile roster there though. I will say. <laughs> I'll take <my> chance. <laughs> Just add Hassan. All right, last pick here. Last pick Maybe here. Let me might. Last pick here of the fifth round. Alphonse Sydney, and then again, I'll pick first uh, again as we do the next one. We got. Well, I guess so. You guys are worried about uh, playmaking, shot creation, all that stuff. So I'm going to pick one of the best passing point guards in Miami Heat history. Mm-hmm. Um, because then my next pick, that's going to, you know, I'll start off the. The next round, or do you start off the next round? No, actually, actually, you you do. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, okay, you we're gonna first. continue with the snake. Okay, yeah. so because I'm gonna get the best uh, six man out of anybody, I'm gonna go with white chocolate. Yeah, Jason Williams. Next to all these big guys, all these defenders, uh, we can hide him defensively because we have four other uh, above average to elite defenders on this team. And now we have Jason Williams running the point, getting the ball to all of them. So I just think I, I killed you guys today. And, uh, you know, I, I, I I'm here laughing for the opposite reason. Because <laughs> I really think you galaxy brain yourself into a worse team than me and Ethan. Like, how? How? <laughs> how? You guys can't defend my team. Are you? All right, let, let, let's let's go through them. Let's go through them before we before we end here. All right. So my team is uh, LeBron James. My starting lineup right now would be, although we, we can make adjustments here, my starting lineup right now would be Bam at the five, a little small. Uh, Bam at the five. Good luck, Artie Shaq. LeBron at the four. LeBron at the four is my playmaking four. His best basketball, by the way, ever came playing the four in Miami. Unguardable. So Bam with LeBron next to him, Rice, Eddie Jones, and Goran Dragic. That's, That's my five. team, man. That's a tough team. Eddie Jones is a choker. <laughs> Listen, that's, what Glenn is, that's what Glenn is for, though, dude. Although I will, I will say Glenn, Glenn and Eddie had the same role in L.A. And actually, at times, Glenn, you know, wilted a little bit more but, than Eddie did, to be honest. Uh, but guys that? like that would have the same role playing next to LeBron either way, wouldn't they? More or less? Pretty, Pretty much. I mean, they're both really good fits next to LeBron. I, I, I love Eddie's secondary ball handling next to LeBron, I think, and his defense and taking the burden. Eddie could guard the best player on the other team. Um, and and I, I just love Goron. as a, We've seen what Goron is now as, as an off-the-dribble or a spot-up option at three. I, I've, I've always wanted to see what Goron looked like next to LeBron. I, think, I always thought he'd be a great fit next to LeBron. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I think for sure. Um, Alf, your team, and then we're going to wrap up who – and Alex, and then we're going to wrap up who the, uh, who the players are who are left on the board. Uh, so my point guard, Jason Williams, good shooter, great passer, right? <laughs> Steve Smith at the two. They give you size and length, great defense. Guy can do everything, can also play make. At the three, we have Jimmy Butler, a guy who can also play make, great defender. At the four, we have Chris Bosh, a guy who can play make, shoot, great defender. And then at number five, we have one of the greatest, we have the greatest defender in Miami Heat history at Alonzo Morning. So you will not be able to score on my team, and my <laughs> team has enough scoring on the other end to make everyone's life difficult. Alex, because now PowerPoint presentation of yours, Alex. <laughs> who's going to guard Chris Bosh on, on all your teams? Like, who's guarding Chris Bosh? Uh, really, I guess. Chris Bosh? Who's going to guard Shaq? 
Alonzo Mourning, he did it his whole career. That's where I have a problem, too. But I, I, I'm i going to get back. Like, I have the one guy who can actually go toe-to-toe with Shaq. Who's the one who, in their primes, who was winning titles? And that's what um, I said. We're, we're talking about their prime with the Heat, My- brother. <laughs> and in their prime with the Heat, they both won a title. Alex, what's Alex, what's Alex, what's you got? The championship series. <laughs> oh my! Your guy or mine? Thank you. Oh, Galaxy ahead. Brain PowerPoint presentation. My team right here. Let me show you how to build a team. Right, Tim Hardaway at point guard, Dwayne yeah. Wade at shooting guard. You got Mashburn. You got Odom as your forwards, and then you got Shaq. And like I said, I do, I do like the versatility. I do like the versatility. Like I said, I'm not. Spot. I'm not glued to the starting lineup. Who knows? I could take Mashburn out of it and put somebody else at the three. That I, you know, I don't know. Duncan Robinson. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Trust me, I've got some picks in my head that you guys are not going to see coming because. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let, well, let, well, let's look at what's left. Here's the 15 left, and again, we're going to have one wild card beyond this for each of us. P.J. Brown, Dan Marley, Ronnie Cycli, Ray Allen, Udonis Haslam, Grant Long, Mario Chalmers, who will be filing a protest, Gary Payton, Hassan Whiteside, Karan Butler, Josh Richardson, Antoine Walker, Brian Grant, Shane Battier, and Chris Anderson. So that's our group. Um, man, Karan looks nice as a six-man. Yeah, well, and I'm looking at so a guy Dan I do not want to draft, but I'm going to have to draft him because I got to get Babs some help. Babs going to be pissed by who I add to the team, I'll tell you. I should I, take Ronnie Cycli just to f- <laughs> <laughs> Just F with me? Yeah, that's, just uh, me. <laughs> that's, I, I, I need to get Babs some help. I, I, I might I, need to get Ray for shooting, just for, for the shooting aspect. Well, <laughs> we could go, like I said, the wild cards are the wild cards, man. Yeah, you got to be off. You could go with I got offense, with. man. I got Chris Bosch to shoot threes. Don't worry about me. Anybody off the list. All right. If you uh, enjoyed this episode, make sure you check out the two previous ones we did where we kind of set this up and how we got to the list. And also our next episode will be the reserves. And then we're going to have Sedano judge them. Uh, We will begin to, once the episode is posted, once it's posted, we'll start to put out who we drafted. So everybody can follow this on Twitter. Please follow our sponsors as well. Again, that's lewispeters.com. And also... Apollo Leaf, Doral Toyota, and Seltzer Mayberg, different sponsors for the next app. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.